Okay, that means hour two has begun. Thanks for tuning in. Good to talk to you all. If you're listening live on The Zone 105.9, ESPN Jackson, Central Mississippi. Hey to y'all. Lots of ways for you to be a part of the show. You can tweet and text and call and comment and that kind of thing. I'll give you all that info. If you're listening to the replay of the show, hey to y'all in Vicksburg, and WVBG 1077-1490 Talk Radio. Love the folks in the Berg. And uh, stay connected to y'all. Y'all tweet me. I'm Radio Wyatt on Twitter. Everybody watching the live stream right now, Facebook and YouTube and Periscope. Hi to you guys. Tip of the cap. Lots of comments on YouTube. People talking about Clemson and Alabama and the varying degrees of schedules. And the thing is, maybe we are assuming, you know, Hummus, maybe we are assuming what's going to be in the Bama schedule because we were told there was going to be some algorithm created that was going to even the schedules out a little bit for everybody. Is that what we were told? So maybe we are assuming certain things. Maybe maybe Georgia's not on Alabama's schedule this year. Hmm, very interesting. But I have an even more important question for, for, for right now until I come back to your comments and your Text, uh, Jason and Bud and Rez and everybody. I'm coming to y'all on the text line here, but I have an even more important question for JB. Talk to me. Our family got invested in watching The Chosen. Yes, indeed. And we binged it and we loved it every second of it. Uh, folks that made. Um, it's, it's episodic, but it's like short movies, if you will, about some of the stories of Jesus's life and the miracles that he performed and stuff that are in the gospels in the Bible. It is, it is phenomenal in my opinion and in our opinion. Okay. So we binged it and we got through eight episodes. Um, you recommended it. And I have a question. They keep among the disciples. They keep mentioning Thaddeus. Is that, is that also Luke? That's correct. Okay. It was just a yeah. guess, but that's what yeah. it is. Yeah. Okay. Did Some they... of the older, uh, when the Dead Sea Scrolls first came out, that was one of the names that was attributed, and just as time evolved, yeah. he just kind of became known as Luke. All right. So you have Luke's gospel, but in some of the earlier ones, he was Thaddeus. And it's just like in, you know, the chosen Peter is actually Simon. We know he's known him as Simon Peter. Okay. Well, during the break, Annabeth and I were texting back and forth about that. And I just thought I would clear it up. See, what I'm going to do, JV, is I'm going to text her that I know the answer, and she's going to think I had the answer. <laughs> so I'll get credit. <laughs> I'll tell her later that it was you. <laughs> there you How about go. that? There you go. Okay. But I can't, look, if y'all are listening, I cannot recommend it highly enough. Um, Get the app, The Chosen. You can watch a few snippets here and there on YouTube. You get the app, The Chosen, on your phone and watch those on your smart TV or on your phone or your iPad with your family. All right. Um, Y'all text me on the Country Pleasing text line, 885-ESPN, 885-ESPN, or 885-3776. Call me on the Divinity phone, Divinity Equipment, Madison, and in Jackson. You're... Kubota dealer. It's 995-1059. If you're watching the live stream, any place, Facebook, YouTube, elsewhere, y'all just comment. I can see it all in one place here on the screen and 
and periodically I can bring some of you know your stuff into the conversation too. So I appreciate your comments very, very much. Just like Mike on YouTube, he agreed with what I said about Clemson that uh, their schedule and what they're going to go through on the the way that their schedule is laid out for them in this new shortened season is really no comparison versus what like an Alabama or even a Texas A&M is going to go through in their SEC schedule. Thing is, we don't know what the SEC schedule is because we're waiting on it. Uh, obviously, still waiting uh, on that. He also said, Mike said, I actually think if Clemson played the SEC, they would hang around but not dominate. And look, I think there's probably some truth to that. Use Auburn as an example. Auburn beat Alabama last year in the Iron Bowl. Look at what Auburn goes through from time to time. Right? And and Auburn played Clemson recently, didn't they? When they were, you know, Clemson in the middle of this heyday for them. They played Auburn a couple of times, had some good games, or had one good game. It was actually at Clemson. And I think year in and year out, those two might be comparable now. Auburn has not not had a period of time where they have been up for as many consecutive years here as Clemson has. But again, the conferences are different. You look at what Auburn goes through year in, year out in the SEC, then, you know, Clemson would probably be a lot like that, I think. But there you go. Oh, Okay. So, here we go. I've uh, got an update. It's not Luke. So, on the no, Chosen. I was, I, I was looking at something else completely different, and you kind of caught me off guard. But Okay. Yes, it's Judas. Oh, Thaddeus is Judas. The, the betrayer, yes. Is Cariot. No, man. So, that's who Thaddeus is. Okay. Okay. That makes it now doubly interesting. Now when I go back and watch these first eight episodes again, every time they mention Thaddeus, I'm going to be like, where is he? Where is he? (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Funny how that works. All right. Second season is supposed to be coming up pretty soon. Is it? Okay. I hope so. I hope so. It's really fascinating how they've funded that and just how good it is. It's incredible. um, If you can, just tell me you, you have a particular episode or particular event in hmm. those first eight episodes that really r- stuck in your brain sure for me uh for me the one with i guess with jesus changing the water into wine right there at the end of that scene his mom just looks at him from across the room and he's staring at her already yeah that was amazing and the uh the healing of the the man with leprosy uh-huh Right. Man brought tears to my eyes big time. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, I would say for me, probably when he's about to heal the paralytic and before he does it, the way they dramatize this is he looks at the woman on the roof who lowered him down right. and tells her, she, he says, your faith is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was moving. And then the conversation with Nicodemus up on the roof um, yeah. <laughs> that whole thing to me was pretty moving. I mean, there's, there's a lot of moments there. I call that Nick at night. Nick at night. <laughs> That's good. That's good. And it's interesting. Nick at night. Um, that's also, you can't do that on television, right? They have to put it on an app for us to be able to get it. Okay. Uh, on the sports front, we have talked a little bit about this schedule stuff. It's still, it's Wednesday. No, it's Thursday. 
We still don't have an SEC schedule. We're all waiting for it. Maybe the SEC really knows what it's doing. They're going to get an even schedule for everybody with a new algorithm. Maybe. We'll see. And wait until the last minute until we just can't stand it anymore and then give us the schedule. Okay. Um, maybe that's what it is. Res Dog on the Country Please and Text Line says, watch, Bama's going to play Vanderbilt, Missouri, and Mississippi State twice. <laughs> no. They wouldn't go for that. Um, unnamed texter says, you know some influential school is whining, and that is why the schedule has not been released. Budweiser, somebody on the text line wants to be named Budweiser, says, how many, I wonder how many kids will transfer to the private schools this year out of Hines County? Well, we talked about that. It's going to happen. There'll be some transfers, some kids that aren't having football that want to play. Maybe have one year, and they're going to do it. Jason in Flagstaff, text line, says, I kind of think the SEC is waiting until the last, uh, until late tomorrow to release the schedule. That's been their big pattern with announcements lately. Friday evening news dumps, so they don't have to be in the office. Their announcements headline all of the sports shows for a whole weekend and on Monday, too. And, you know, that's a good theory. Yeah, put it on Friday. Now, Jason, in a normal year, in a normal season, in a normal news cycle, uh, you don't, you know, the Friday news dump is a is where everybody would dump the bad news, right? Because everybody's got Friday night stuff going on and Saturday stuff going on. We're out and about. People are moving around. And so people would dump their bad news on Friday afternoons so that it would be fizzled out by the time you got everybody got back to work on Monday. But you're right. Now we live in such a different time. We aren't going places, and we don't have a Friday night jamboree to go watch, and we're not watching a whole ton of sporting events on the weekend. We're, some people may put their good news out on Friday afternoon, so it has a longer shelf life. I like it. Coffee Norman on the Country Pleasing text line says, Matt and JB, my wife is a longtime teacher. This year she's teaching second grade. She might be getting more exposed than if she were playing college football. <laughs> Saying that, I'm for giving all this a go and see if, seeing if it can be safely dealt with as cases will certainly occur. In the meantime, keep that Java hot. See ya. That's from Coffee Norman. Yep, it's about time to open the thermos here, Norman, and pour a little bit more in my cup. From High Point Roasters in New Albany. Highpointroasters.com. Get your coffee there. If you Listen to that. If you haven't done that already, you're missing out if you're a coffee drinker. Not everybody is. I am. Get your coffee there. You will uh, enjoy it. Bulldog Blitz says, I really enjoy the faith. And I think he says, y'all. He think he means us talking about it. He says he just downloaded the Chosen app. Hope to hear more faith-based talk in the future. Well, yeah, absolutely, Blitz. It's all about living it 24-7. Uh, Scott also asking, where can you watch the Chosen? Scott I, this would be my recommendation is twofold. Don't do just one of these things. Do both of these things. Okay. First, go to the app store for iPhone or Android and download the chosen app. It has its own app. That's where all the full episodes live. Okay. Then also go to YouTube and look up the chosen. And there will be like the first full episode is there for you to watch on YouTube free. 
then you've got little snippets and things of you can see of you know behind the scenes other little clips from certain episodes but on that app the chosen app i said free for a reason because normally you'd have to pay just a few dollars to go in there and subscribe to be able to watch every episode because they're raising money to do season two and then season three but what has happened is they have a pay it forward option and right now so many people we're talking millions of people that have downloaded this app and have supported this and watched this these episodes on the app they have paid it forward so that somebody like you actually doesn't have to pay to watch it <laughs> okay so they're supported they're making it available it's kind of a neat thing. So that would be my suggestion on that based on my experience. And Scott, you're welcome. All right, back over to the football deal here real quick. Scheduling. So the ACC puts their schedule out. We touched on it. People are a little bit skeptical of this whole Notre Dame thing. Somebody said over here, Clayton said on YouTube, he's watching the live stream, Clayton said, Notre Dame wants all the benefits of being independent, but they also want the benefits of being in a conference. But they don't have to play in a conference championship. They get to have it both ways. Sven, watching in Germany, he says, I'm not a hater, but to let the Irish off the hook is a crime. Join the ACC or don't play games this year. Notre Dame is a shame for college football. <laughs> in hoops, they play in the ACC. They sure do. But I will say this. In reality, it's also not debatable. They have a much easier schedule if they're in the, SEC, in the ACC than if they remain independent playing the schedule they normally have. Okay, so we can talk about them kind of having it both ways and getting what they want and everything. But in most cases, what have they done? In most cases, Notre Dame has played a really tough schedule. You know what? I just realized something, JB. When I flipped through this uh, Phil Steele College Football Magazine, right, all the conferences and all the schools are easy to find except the independents because they don't have a conference. And I don't know where they are in this magazine. And every time I have to go here to the legend table of contents in the front of the magazine just to find what page Notre Dame is on. Well, I'll tell you this, man. Since Jake has Phil's ear, we'll huh. talk to Jake and tell tell Phil next year the the independents need to be easier to find. Yeah. But is there any more team other than Notre Dame? I should say any other team other than Notre Dame that is so irrelevant because they think because they have this history. Yeah. This arrogance that they can do whatever they want. They can do what they want to. And, and I know, I know they were in the national championship game a few years ago and got waxed. Oh, unbelievably yeah, they got, they by, got by, whipped you know but i i just i don't get the arrogance that they feel they feel like that they can dictate to the ncaa or to other people mm -hmm. you know i wouldn't want them in the sec would you well um no i mean it wouldn't make sense to have them in the sec at all i mm -hmm. look i'll be honest with you my take on it is I realize that there is like generational hate for Notre Dame football, and a lot of it does go back to them winning a lot. Now, it's been a, many years since they were a dynasty. That's just the fact of the matter. Okay. Would it, you know, outside of that, I'm not sure I really care that much. You know what I'm saying? 
Oh, yeah. JB. I, I, I definitely feel you. And they have this national brand, and they can kind of do their own thing. Um, yes, they have a certain attitude about the whole deal that is not reciprocated by the rest of the country. Here's what I mean by that. And JB, that's exactly what you're saying. You know, if you go back older fans, but even younger fans because of the history and Notre Dame and they're independent and all this kind of stuff, there is a certain attitude about all of it from a portion, a big portion of their fan base, a certain cockiness, confidence, overconfidence in a lot of cases that simply is not resonated it doesn't resonate with, and it's not shared with the rest of the country. We all see it in terms of reality in that, you know, you don't play in a conference. It's not what it used to be. And just like we saw, you get in the national title game and get run out of there. Okay. The other part of this, though, the hate, I think, and the disdain among fans around the country for Notre Dame. JB, do you agree? It also has to do with the fact that they have perpetually kind of been overrated and overranked oh absolutely in preseason when was the last time they won a national championship 1988 is that correct 88 who was that lou holtz lou holtz yeah yeah um you know i it's it's not that i'm a hater don't don't get me wrong with that i just i don't like the way in which they feel like everybody ought to cobble at their feet oh yeah whatever they want to do no and and if I was the ACC, I would say, okay, you're either in you're, or you're out. Or you're out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no more of this vacillating between, you know, hey, we can do yeah. this, we yeah. can do that. It's it's not fair to the other schools. Yeah, I can see that. Just like the comments said, you know, they, they do the ACC thing in basketball. They just don't do it in football. And, you know, I might need to back up a sec. My perception has been, oh, their schedule – as an independent, is actually tougher than it would be if they're in the ACC. I don't know. Let's look real quick here. Last season, Notre Dame was 11-2 and two with wins over. Listen closely to the names of the teams, and let's decide. They had wins over Louisville, New Mexico, Virginia, Bowling Green, USC Southern Cal, Virginia Tech, Duke, Navy, Boston College, and Stanford. So, see, last year they already played Louisville. Talking about ACC teams, Louisville, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Duke, and Boston College. They had five ACC teams in their schedule last year. Okay, Georgia was a loss for them. Michigan was a loss. So, you go back two years ago, that's a 12-1 and team. Right, so they're 12-0 and in a regular season. And lose in the postseason, 2018, lost to Clemson in the Cotton Bowl, 30-3. to So you're talking about a 12-0 team two years ago, JB, for mm-hmm. Notre Dame, who, with wins over Michigan, Ball State, Vanderbilt, Wake Forest, Stanford, Virginia Tech, Pittsburgh, Navy, Northwestern, Florida State, Syracuse, and USC. And then got waxed by a really good Clemson team. That was a 2018 season. So you give them credit for winning. They won all their games. Many of those were just blowouts. They were beating the tar out of people. They were very, very good. But for me to look at that schedule and go, well, that's just over and above much tougher than what they would play in the ACC, I don't know that it's a, a tremendous difference. Not not a big difference of, of who the teams – I mean, we just talked about it in the last segment with Clemson, mm-hmm. you know, and their schedule. Um, I mean, you know, th- they're playing Michigan some, every year. You put an SEC team in, in that same schedule – you know, maybe a mid-tier SEC team, 
Do they go twelve and zero? No, eh, probably no. not. But they probably go nine and three. Well, and look, I th- you know they deserve credit for playing that Michigan game every year. Is it every year? Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. I they think the Michigan game, the the uh, Navy game, and the USC game are like games that well, see, potentially I'm, on their schedule. Well, but we're wrong though because I'm looking here, and according to Phil Steele, they they did not play Michigan in 2017. They played Michigan State. Um, I thought that was a comp. That was a. Uh, I thought it was an every year thing. game that they played every year. I did too. See, and if you if it was if the Notre Dame Michigan game was a set game every year, JB, then we might sit here and we go, look, is one of the reasons they're not doing this ACC thing is because they want to preserve these every year rivalries with Michigan and USC and stuff. But that's the thing. Joe mentions it on Periscope. They're not doing it every year anyway. Mm-hmm. So, boy, I tell you, Sven and Clayton and these and you, JB, y'all are right that because of those things we're pointing out, they really do have their cake and eat it too. They're not in a conference. They get more um, – they have more sway as an independent than any other independent. They're not playing Michigan every year. They're not playing USC every year. So the fact that they remain independent is not to protect their ability to do that every year because they're not playing them every year. Right. Well, um, I think, too, man, maybe the fact is that uh, I think they'd be a better fit for the Big Ten. That's just me. They they really would fit. I mean, geographically and everything else with the Big Ten. But I guess the Big Ten's got an even number right now. And then Joe on Periscope says they have that NBC television contract, and so they stay independent and keep that NBC money. I guess so. We'll see how long that lasts. Y'all stick around. Are you ready? Now back to the guy who loves his banana pudding. It's the Matt Wyatt Show. Live in the studio. Man, I'll tell you what, that's how close we're getting right now. JB, two hours ago. My man, Stick. Stick is the head equipment manager for Mississippi State football. You can't miss him. He's like six five and a half, six six, and weighs about 200 pounds soaking wet. <laughs> great guy. If y'all want to follow him on Twitter, you should. He's a great follow. His, he is at Stick Equips on Twitter. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and... He was tweeting because there's a picture of a buddy of his, and he says he called him the goat. He's in the bit in the building, but man, they are. There were. It's a picture of the Mississippi State locker room in the football facility, not at the stadium, but at the football facility, and helmets. The hel- They're all over the place, and shoulder pads all over the place. Helmets with stickers on them, and equipment people in there getting ready to do the fitting for the player. Going to fit them to their shoulder pads and fit them to their helmets. And there it is. That was two hours ago. And, you know, just, honestly, with everything that has gone on for five months and the way we've talked about stuff, John, for mm-hmm. me to, for me to click on Twitter and see the head equipment manager at State with a picture, and I click on it two hours ago, they've got equipment laid out in the locker room getting the, ready to fit it to the players. That's pretty cool. Hey. That was my favorite time of, of what they call fall camp, man, getting your gear. Yeah, getting your helmet, getting your shoulder pads. Hey, and in high school, all that equipment has a certain smell to it, doesn't it? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Hey, remember, yeah. like, if you look in our era, me and you, John, 
If you were a kid in high school, let's, but the, even junior high, but you're, let's say you're going out high school, junior high football, and it's equipment day, and they're giving you your stuff. Mm-hmm. And let's say you're a lineman. You know what every lineman really wanted? Lineman wanted two things. They just really want two things. I want great big thigh pads, <laughs> <laughs> and I want a giant set of shoulder pads. I don't care if it's too big and floppy. I just want to look big. If you were a linebacker, what did you want? You wanted a neck roll. Remember? Neck roll, exactly. Remember the big padded <laughs> neck roll that would make you look like you had, what do you call those muscles on top of your shoulders? Um, oh, traps. Traps. It made you look like you had traps from another planet. You know, the yeah. neck roll. I was always partial. I When I would get a helmet, I think the first helmet I ever got had that generic Roger Staubach looking face mask. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. I wanted the Archie Manning style face mask. See, and I don't even remember that. I don't know what that it, was. It 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 was just a little bit wider uh, bar, a little open hole. It, okay. it just didn't look. And then then you know then you had like Terry Bradshaw and Bob Greasy and these guys wearing those weird little <laughs> bar right across their nose. Right. You know. Yeah. And and then there was Billy Kilmer who just had a a kicker's face mask. Uh huh. Just the bar. Yeah, I'm like, you're just inviting somebody to crunch that nose. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, the helmets, the face mask was always interesting. That's right. You wanted the big, thick pads. Bishop on YouTube watching the live stream right now. We are live on the radio here in Mississippi and online everywhere. Bishop, he says, uh, first of all, he says Clemson 35, Notre Dame 21. He's predicting that game right now. Put him down. He's got Clemson winning it by two TDs. Hey, though, be a good ball game. Be a good ball game. Get us 56 total points. And then he said, uh, I like your show, and I'm watching from the Philippines. That's really cool. That is really cool. And Joe on Periscope said that back in 1990, everybody wanted the black Nike shark cleats. Yeah. Cleats, man. Cleats, pads, helmets, they're giving them out today at Mississippi State. That gives me a little, ooh, you start giving me helmets and pads, and all of a sudden, man, I I hear this clap of lightning. Boom! Let's play ball. Hog Jowl on the Country Please and Text Line says, I listened to a call last night. For those that don't know, Hog Jowl listens to our show and texts us from time to time, and he's a big Arkansas fan. He also is involved, kind of, he, he communicates with alumni from Arkansas and sometimes gets information. Hogjow said, I listened to a call last night, and these sources say the scheduling is about evening out the schedule and also considering distances. For instance, Arkansas playing Vanderbilt and Kentucky as their two additional teams. Why? Because they're right there next to each other, right? Hogjow says, we all want football. I'm so excited about the season. Whether we have fans in the stands or not, it's still football, and I am ready. And I'm with you, Hogjow. You know what, JB? Talk to me, Matt. This whole idea of an algorithm, let's, you know, I'm going to, let me Google this real quick, okay? Um, so if I can see, if I can pull it up and see what their exact, um, wording was when they released it. I guess it would be at secsports.com. That'd be one place to get it. Everybody I covered th- it. I think would be a good thing to do is everybody that listens to the show tweet the SEC 
and say, where's the schedule? Hey, we want it. We want our schedule. Right. We want the schedule, man. Bring Steve it to Robertson him. just put an article up on 247, and he's saying that possibly by uh, tomorrow, yeah. but he's thinking maybe early next week. Okay, so we may we still may have to wait a little while. Well, that's fine. I, I just, why can't I seem to, here we go, let me click news. <sighs> I can't you frustrated? Well, I'm frustrated because I cannot find the the stupid article that ought to be front and center it ought to be the the thing that is absolutely in the front and center parked on the sec sports website but instead it's like i gotta go about eight clicks deep to find it where they said that they're going to play football on september 26th here it is all right i i I literally had to click three pages in and go about four pages down (laughs) <laughs> to find the most important article they have on the whole website. All right, here it is. Breathe, breathe. <laughs> all right, all right. What is it, that movie with uh, Adam Sandler and Jack Nicholson? Goosefraba. <laughs> Goosefraba. What movie is that? Anger Management. I feel pretty. The Southeastern Conference has established September 26th. We know that. Okay, this was the article. But I thought in here they said they were going to do the algorithm that was going to give them a chance to even out the schedule a little bit. Is it not in there? Anybody know? I got a link. I can't find it. 2020 football season comprised of a 10-game conference-only schedule. We know that. SEC title game played on December 19th in Atlanta. Rescheduled from the original date. The new plan for a football schedule is consistent with the educational... I don't want that. Safety, we get it. Goes without saying. Careful consideration, medical advisors. This is... okay. The decision to limit competition to conference-only opponents and rescheduling is based on the need for maximum flexibility in making any necessary scheduling adjustments while re- reacting to developments around the pandemic and continued advice from medical professionals. Y'all, dang it, that is a run-on sentence. Okay, well, I can't find where it said it. I, I know I read it, though, that, and it might have been when you know reporters, including other SEC folks and ESPN folks saying that they were going to come up with some type of algorithm that would allow them to basically plug in a team and their experience and maybe their predictions and all this. And it spits out who are, who are the opponents that would give them a 10 game schedule comparable to somebody else's 10 game schedule. Maybe that's what it is. And, and I guess the reason I brought this up from the get-go, JB, and I said, JB, I think what it is is that hits me that if that's indeed what the SEC is trying to do, like it's analytical, it's got to have a math formula, it's got to go into a computer, it's got to then be worked out mathematically, well, maybe that's what's taking so long. And it's not just as simple as, all right, look, you keep who's on yours, we'll add two more. Because if that's all they were doing – We'd have had it yesterday. We'd have had it the day before yesterday. I just have to believe that's the case. 
the AAC, that's kind of what they did, the American Athletic Conference, so Memphis and Houston and all those folks. They are allowing their members to play up to 12 games if they choose. The league is going to play all eight of its conference games this year beginning in the traditional week three of the season on September 19th. They say traditional. The AAC would always begin conference play the third week. The members themselves, the schools, can schedule as many as four non-conference opponents uh, starting in week zero if that's what they want to do. So let's look at what one of the AAC's teams did. Memphis. Memphis put it out there yesterday and said, this is our schedule. Memphis has Arkansas State on September 5th. Houston on September 19th. And then UTSA on September 26th. Three games in September. Then, beginning in October, it's every week in all of their AAC Commerce games except for one. They go SMU, UCF, Temple, Cincinnati, South Florida, Navy, host UT Martin out of conference, and then finish the year on the road at Tulane. They went ahead and scheduled their whole year and are basically just missing one ball game. So they got after it. I guess we just need to be patient. We'll get the SEC stuff soon enough. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around. Let's do it. All right, y'all text me on the country, please, and text line 885-ESPN. We kind of went through this exercise uh, when the first mention of the SEC uh, pushing the schedule back happened. And we knew it's probably going to be all conference games and, and all that. We, we, we had like a five-minute experiment one day on the show of, well, who do you want your team to play? <laughs> who do you want on your schedule? And that was fun. Look, what games are you hoping you see happen? But now that we're closer, maybe we get the schedule tomorrow, but it might be Monday. So instead of last Friday, Monday, maybe it's this Friday and coming Monday. But with now just maybe less than a week from getting it, what have you been thinking? You Who do you want to see State play? Who do you want to see Ole Miss play? Who do you want to see Alabama play? I'd love to know what your thoughts are. Y'all can text me, comment on the live stream, hit me up on Twitter. Or call me on the Divinity phone. Divinity phone is 995-1059. 601, number 995-1059. Uh, Brett McMurphy said that Conference USA, so this affects Southern Miss, uh, Conference USA is going to keep the eight-game league schedule and allow schools to play as many non-conference games as they want. And... They're also going to make it possible. How about this nugget, uh, John? They're going to make it possible that Conference USA teams can schedule other CUSA teams and just count them as non-conference games if they want to. So kind of like that's interesting. Isn't that interesting? Like leaving it up totally to the schools. But you you have to count the eight games they give you as conference games. That's that's so you can't I mean. schedule a conference game or a conference opponent 
and decide you want to use that game versus another game. Right. That's the way I understand it. I got you. Okay, so like this year, for instance, right now, we know the games that Southern Miss lost already, and that's Jackson State and Auburn. But in terms of conference games for Southern Miss, they have North Texas, FAU, UTEP, Rice, Western Kentucky, UTSA, and UAB. All right, so that means they have FAU. That means since they're not playing Jackson State in week three, if they wanted to go out here, and let's just, I mean, we're doing, you know, strictly a hypothetical, but let's just say Old Dominion is also open that week or lost somebody. Well, they could, if the two schools want to work it out and play a non conference matchup, even though they're both in Conference USA, you could have Old Dominion versus Southern Miss and you'd have a ball game. Totally up to them to do that, according to Brett McMurphy's reporting. So, isn't it strange? I mean, just this whole thing, the times we live in. What happens it, if one of those teams opts out, like Connecticut did? Yeah, it just, says, we're not going to play football. We're just not going to play this year. You're talking about like one of the teams in the conference. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, just everybody loses it, right? Do they forfeit TV money if they don't play? Boy, that's or a good any, any revenue sharing? That is a good question. Question being, you know, if you have a team in a conference, UConn shut it down. Well, UConn's in the AAC, right? The American Athletic Conference. So if UConn shut it all down, they're not going to play any TV contracts for the league and revenue sharing. Do they still get that, even though they're not playing and contributing to it? That wouldn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But also on the other side of that coin, though, John, it's really uh, unsightly to be penalizing anyone during the COVID pandemic for simply saying, I don't think it's safe. I'm out. Right. Yeah. You catch a lot. I, of I don't, I don't think you can. I don't think you can either. Just like the players. I mean, it's like the sec going, look, if you're a player and you decide you just don't want to do it and you opt out of the season, your university will honor your scholarship. We're not going to penalize you for opting out because they want to that, you know, they want to do the right thing and they don't want all that negative criticism, uh, negative publicity. I should say criticism is negative. That was redundant. <laughs> Sorry. All right. From the department of redundancy department. Yeah. It's total opposite of positive criticism. You know, it's not the same thing. That would be a critique. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Let's do it. 100 teams in 100 days. Where's This one is from the – oh, okay. Joe says UConn is independent in football. I thought they were in the AAC. All right, then. Whatever. It's not like I'm supposed to know that. Well, actually, I am supposed to know it. Now I do know. Thanks to you, Joe. I appreciate you watching and correcting this. That is about the fourth time today uh, where we get something wrong, but whatever. 100 teams Please. in 100 days. Let's go. 100 teams, 100 days. The countdown is presented by Matt Anderson Properties, a member of National Land Realty. Call Matt Anderson at 408-5155. That's 408-5155. Yes, sir, Matt Anderson. Matt Anderson Properties with National Land Realty. Matt can help you get uh, help you buy or sell that piece of timberland or 
recreational property, maybe right there on the water, waterfront. And, you know, if you're buying, he'll give you access to the 360-degree interactive drone touring where you can see everything without having to actually even go there. If you're selling property, he'll help you with that, give you reports consistently on how many people are looking, you know, traffic reports on where the looks and the views are coming from online, all of that. So contact Matt. Matt Anderson at 408-5155-601-408-5155. Team number 30 on the countdown. Rowing the boat at Minnesota. For the Cove, here's your Minnesota Bowser. Not bad, is it? I tell you what, I'm not a music major, but I like this one. So that's the Minnesota fight song. That's really good. P.J. Fleck is the head coach at Minnesota. Yeah, and a lot of people like him. Young guy, energetic, wears a tie. What happened to coaches wearing ties? I think he still wears one every now and then. And I don't know if y'all realized it, but P.J. Time just flies. P.J. Fleck is already headed into his fourth year as the head coach at Minnesota, and they were 11-2 last season. They were 7-2 and two in the Big Ten, and they have nine starters returning on offense. Nine of 11, including their quarterback, coming back on an offense that was uh, pretty doggone good. What were their totals last year? So as a team, uh, as a team, they threw for just a little over 3,000 yards. Yeah, that ain't bad. That's not bad at all. Average 250 yards passing every week. They were really balanced, too. You look at them running the football. They averaged about, you know, just under 200 yards rushing the ball every week, too. They're really consistent. So they get everybody back on a consistent offense uh, this year. Had a win. for one major player. Who's that? I don't know if you saw it. Uh, Rashad Bateman, potential first-round pick at wide receiver for the Gophers, uh, has opted out of the season. And did he opt out? will not play. All right, make that number eight. Eight starters returning. Let's see. Yeah, he was their second leading receiver last year. Bateman was. Um, had 1,219 yards receiving 11 touchdowns. And that's a big loss for them. I had forgotten that Minnesota beat Auburn in the Outback Bowl. I'd like to go back and watch that. 31-24, really good ball game between two good teams. Never, I didn't see it when it happened. Uh, but they beat them. Sure did. Beat them down there in the Outback. Maybe, what, two years in a row? That the that the Big Ten team has beaten the SEC team in the Outback Bowl. You had Iowa beating Mississippi State two years ago. You had Minnesota beating Auburn last year. What else? What else about uh, Minnesota? Let's look at it here. Phil Steele from the Phil Steele College Football Preview Magazine has Minnesota picked third, tied for third in the Western Division. He has them right there with Northwestern. Now in that Western Division, you got Wisconsin one, Iowa two. Then Northwestern and Minnesota, followed by Nebraska, Purdue, and Illinois. So Minnesota's in the West, all good teams in the East. Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, all those are in the other side. I say good teams, and Minnesota's good. Minnesota, 
They went five and six in 2018. Double-digit underdog at Wisconsin, but had the upset. And then won their bowl game. They finished seven and six. Won those last two. And that kind of sprung them into that 11-win season last year. Sprung a word, I just used it. I just used it. Spring, spring, sprung. sprung. Here's what Phil Steele said. He said, I was impressed, however, with how they dominated Auburn in the bowl to finish 11-2. and two. We talking about they dominated them. And beat them by seven points. Beat them by a touchdown. I didn't see the game. Maybe it was dominant. Maybe there were late points for Auburn in the ballgame. But the final score was 31-24. That ain't dominating anybody. Just being honest. <laughs> uh, a quick note for Braves fans. Today is Bob Horner's birthday. Yep. The captain, number five. The Pillsbury Doughboy. Four home runs in a game against the Expos, and the Braves lost <laughs> back in 1986. Happy birthday, Bob. All right, hour three coming up. Stick around.